Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Welcome, South Coast Christian. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that worship set. It was just awesome. I got to actually be a part of it live, and I cannot wait to uh, have that last worship song that uh, the band, the worship team sang. I can't wait till our house is full again, and we're able to sing that together. And so uh, that's the plan uh, coming real, real soon. But we're so glad that you joined us for our online experience. I believe I have a great message I want to share with you today. Um, If you're a guest with us today, we want to say welcome. Uh, We get to do that live. But I thought, hey, since we're online, I'm going to do the same thing. And if you're a guest, there should be a chat box uh, either on our uh, Facebook or on our website. And uh, just say hi, I'm a guest visiting. And that would be great for us to know uh, who's online. And, And if you're one of our regular attenders, man... Go ahead and blow up the chat box for the next few minutes as we're uh, getting ready and say hi to all your friends and and we're so glad that you joined us today. Uh, Real quick, I want to do the, uh, just a real quick uh, uh, statement regarding our offering. Last week, uh, if you remember, we uh, designated the entire offering last week to Convoy of Hope and uh, I don't have a number for you yet because I have people that are saying that they still want to give and so I'm waiting for that uh, money to come in. So I'm going to delay the announcement till next week, but I will share next week uh, what the total amount was that we were able to give to Convoy of Hope. And I just want to say a big thank you for all who sacrificed through that. Let me remind you of a scripture uh, found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. It says, And my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You know, it's important for us to remember that we can rest in God's presence, and that we can rest knowing that God's going to take care of us. And I want to say a big thank you for all of you who have been sacrificing financially to the church by giving online, by sending your checks into the church. And then we've, you know, what a great testimony. We've been doing the Meals on Wheels for the city of San Juan Capistrano. And my wife, Annette, just shared with me that she has so many volunteers that she's already filled up for this week. And she's actually referring people out to other cities where they can help as well. And and that's just a great testimony to South Coast Christian. And then also this last week, we actually had a couple in our church. And they saw a need, and they started making masks. And some of the ladies in our church started making masks. And they're giving them out to the homeless. And I want to say a big thank you for all of you who partnered with us to make that possible. It's, it's, it's just all of us together that are meeting the needs of people. And we, I just want to say a great, great big thank you. Uh, today, um, I wanna st- we're starting a new series. It's called Flip This House. And the title of this week's message is that you have real potential. As we've all been locked away in our house uh, for the last few weeks, and we're, being, we're beginning to learn a lot about ourselves, the good and the bad and the ugly, uh, but this quarantine has stripped away a lot of things, a lot of activities that, we're, that we normally get to enjoy. For some of it, it's taken away work, and we're starting to actually miss work. Uh, uh, schools have been closed down. Students are missing school. How cool is that? Uh, there's no sports. There's no going to the movies right now. There's no NBA playoffs. What happened to the NBA playoffs? And, man, it's just, just disrupting our lives, the routines of life have kind of been stripped away. And I'm not here today to discuss if the decisions all that has taken place, if there's those decisions have been good or bad. 
But the question that I would like to pose to you today is this. Are we learning anything from this crisis? Are we learning anything from this crisis? As much as I desire to get to back to some type of normality of life, as much as I desire for that, it would be just a shame if we don't step away from this crisis learning something. For example, I've learned how much I really love people because I miss them. I miss seeing them. I miss being able to see my family on a regular basis. I miss being able to see my friends on a regular basis. We miss worshiping together. I don't like sharing to an empty room. I really don't. I do it. I look at the camera and I, and I see through the camera and I can imagine each and every one of you sitting there and I share that. But I don't like this. This is not normal for me. And I'm sure there's many more items that you guys can list, the things that kind of have been disruptive to our lives. The goal for this series, though, is to evaluate and flip some of the priorities in our lives. And you might have already discovered some things that you need to flip in your life. You've discovered by staying at home, there's some things that just aren't priority, that they don't need to be priority in your life. And there's some things that maybe have raised to the surface that you're realizing, I need to take more priority in that area. And so this is the perfect time to initiate some of those changes in our lives. This week, we were talking together as a staff, and, and Brett mentioned to initiate change, you need to recognize a starting point. And that all of a sudden just set a thought in my mind, a starting point. If we want to initiate change, what is our starting point? On the remodeling of a house, one of the first steps is to recognize a structure that you have to work with. You've, you've heard the statement, it has good bones. It has good bones, meaning that it has real potential. When you, when you see the house that maybe you're remodeling, you walk through and you recognize, hey, this really has potential. It has good bones. Today, I say to you, you have great bones. You have good bones. You have real potential. Why? Because you are God's creation. You are God's creation. To flip a house, you have to see the potential to flip your life, you have to see the potential in your life. You have to see your life as God sees you. You're never going to remodel something if you don't see value in it. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to make that investment. You invest in what you see is potential. You will never invest in your own life. Catch this thought. You will never invest in your own life if you don't see the potential in your life. During this time of isolation, I know a lot of people have been struggling. As a staff, we talked about some of those struggles. It's a time where sometimes the enemy can start playing uh, games with your thought life. And, and all of a sudden, you can start creating negative Im images and negative thoughts. And the enemy is out there to try to kill, kill you and destroy your life. And I'm telling you today that God loves you and that God's created you for a purpose. And you, you have real value. And so let's talk about that. Today, I want to just take that moment and remind you who you are, that you have great worth because you are created by God. Have you ever stopped to reflect that thought, that you are created by God? You see, God created a world that continues to create, and I just think that's just an amazing thought in and of itself, that God created a world that continues to create. His creation is masterful. Because his creation never stops creating. It continues on. And you are a direct result of his creation. Listen to this beautiful psalm that King David wrote. 
And uh, it's a wonderful psalm found in Psalms 139, verses 13 through 16. He writes, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship, workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I love this psalm, Psalms 139. It's one of my favorites. I know that for some of you out there, it's one of your favorite psalms as well. Because it speaks about how wonderfully and how intricately we have been made. It affirms, that God, it affirms God's involvement in my creation, in your creation. God was watching me as I was formed. God saw me before anyone else. God is aware of every part of my being. God is aware of every moment of my life. And it made me think this thought. There is no reason for me to ever want to hide anything from God. Because nothing's going to take God by surprise. Nothing that you are or nothing that you have done will ever take God by surprise. He truly knows me better than I even know myself. If I want to change my life, if I want to do some remodeling in my life, then who would be better qualified to lead the project than God? Think about that. If God created you, wouldn't he be the number one choice to make to all of a sudden do the remodel of your life? I was thinking about that. As many of you know, we've been doing some remodeling here at the church, and we got a big surprise uh, for all of you when you uh, return back home uh, to South Coast Christian. But I was thinking about that, and I discovered in the midst of this remodel that it was really important for me to go back to the original architect that designed this building. Uh, why? Because of, the, of his experience, because he knew the design so well. Uh, this church building was originally built about 25 years ago, and, and it was time to do some remodeling. And one of the things that I, I, I discovered was that when I started to discuss the project with him, I, I actually went out and interviewed a couple other architects, and they were asking me a lot of questions. And when I went to the original architect, and I started to talk to him about the remodel process, all of a sudden he started telling me about the things of this building that I never knew about it. He intricately knew about this building. Even though it was built 25 years ago, he all of a sudden started to share with me why they made decisions to do this, why they made a decision to use this kind of material, why this room was, was a little smaller. He had all the knowledge about this building. Why? Because he was the architect that originally designed the building. If God is the original designer of you, then there is no one better to consult than God. He will give you the secrets of your life. He will help you through the changes that need to be made. And let me just share this thought. Because I know some of us right now are kind of going through a little bit of a funk right now, just a little bit of a craziness, a, maybe a little bit of depression or depression, whatever it might be. Take time today to read Psalms 139. I just read a little portion of that chapter. Take time to read the entire chapter. I think it's going to encourage you and it's going to lift your spirit. When you, when you all of a sudden start reading about how much God loves you and how he created you and how he cares for you. 
Let me toss another thought your direction regarding creation. In Genesis 1.27, it states, God created human beings in his own image. Have you ever considered the idea that you were created to bear God's image? Not that you just were created in the image of God, but that you have actually been created to bear his image. You are specifically designed to reflect the glory of God through your life. Your creation wasn't by accident. He wanted you to bear his image. That's how special you are to God. So let me tell you, you have some pretty good bones. If God created you to house his presence, you got good bones. Now we are created with body, soul, and spirit. And the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Meaning as followers of Jesus, God's presence resides in us. This is how we reflect God's image. Because his presence is within us. And our actions and the things that we do reflect the image of God. Now our soul and spirit is the part that transcends time. Not our physical body. It's our soul and spirit that's the immortality of our life. This part of our life is eternal and it can live forever. Now our soul came alive when God breathed into our bodies. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 states these words. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now think about this. In the very beginning of human creation, it was God's breath that brought us to life And remember that God is the architect of your life. So the question that I want to pose, the question I want to ask today is this. If I am God's creation, why am I not perfect? Why am I not perfect? Why do I need remodeling? The answer is found in Genesis. We know that man encountered sin in the very beginning and man chose to follow down the road of sin. And this caused destruction into our our human life. It caused damage, and it caused our image to be marred and stained. Man's choice allowed sin to have control of God's creation. Paul writes these words in Romans chapter 5. He says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. God's creation was marred by sin. But now listen to the rest of this passage in Romans chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. He says, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God... Many were made righteous. So the first step in flipping our spiritual house is to place our faith in Jesus Christ, the original architect of your house. Through Jesus, we are once again made perfect. This is why Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said, you must be born again. Not born of the flesh, which is what Nicodemus was thinking. It was, how am I going to be born of the flesh once again? But Jesus told Nicodemus, no, no, no. You must be born of the Spirit. 
The transformation of our life begins when we choose to believe in Jesus. We are immediately set free from the, from the bondage of sin that leads to spiritual death. Why? Because once again, the same Spirit, catch this thought, once again, the same Spirit that breathed life into Adam, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, is the same Spirit that when you accept Christ by faith, all of a sudden that Spirit all of a sudden breathes new life new life into your being. God's Spirit brings us back to life. The thoughts that come from our sinful nature begin to be replaced with thoughts that come from the Spirit of God. These thoughts from God are called the fruit of the Spirit, and they, be, they dwell within our lives because the Spirit of God dwells within us. These thoughts that are amazing thoughts, they're designed for the, for the house. They, they're designed to house in the house of the presence of God. Our bodies are designed to house God's presence. Our bodies are designed to house the fruit of, this, fruit of his spirit. You're designed to bear God's image in your life. You are called to be his reflection. The second reminder that I want to share with you today of who you are is this. You are loved by God. Jesus writes these words in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. He says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Why are you more valuable? Why are you more valuable than the birds or the animals or any of the other uh, creatures that live on this planet? Because he created you for his presence. You are made to bear his image. I'm going to say something today that might uh, upset a few of you. So I just want to apologize ahead of time, and I do that often. Jesus didn't sacrifice his life for your dog. He didn't sacrifice his life for your cat. He sacrificed his life for you because he created you in a special way to carry his presence. He loves you. Not that God doesn't love all the rest of his creation, but God designed you in his image. You're specifically designed for his presence. God's love for you is greater than you could ever imagine. He has invested everything in you because he loves you. So next time that thought arrives in your head where all of a sudden nobody loves me, everybody hates me. You heard the old song, I'm going to go out and eat some worms. Guess what? That's not of God because God loves you. He cares for you. So grab a hold of that thought and throw it out and take a hold of the thought, the word of God that talks about how you have been created in his image and you have been created for a purpose and he loves you. Think about this. I'm always amazed at the investment that some people will make or put into a home. I walk into the house, and I've heard that they're putting thousands of dollars into this house. I'm thinking, why? Why, why, are, you, why are you going to invest so much money into that home? And, and the answer, more times than not, is because they love the home. They just love the home. And I remember uh, when I was growing up, my grandparents uh, lived in Toppenish, Washington. And um, they had a home. They were, lived on a ranch, and they bought a, a very modest home in Toppenish, Washington. And I'm, as a kid, I remember I loved their house. I, it was full of all kinds of unusual hallways and all kinds of different nooks and crannies. In fact, in one of the linen closets, us, us, all of us cousins, we found out if you push the blankets aside, 
there was a little crawl space, and you could walk into this whole other room. Now, it seemed like it was gigantic when I was a kid, and I'm sure it's probably just a really small little nook. But us cousins would go back into that room, and we'd play scary stories and tell scary stories in that that dark little room. And and that house was just, I remember, and I loved that house because it was so much fun. But as I started to grow up, I started to realize there was a lot of flaws in that house. The home was really chopped up. When I went back there as an adult, I remembered as a kid, I'm thinking, and the older I got, I thought, man, this, this house is just kind of hodgepodge. It's chopped up, and the basement of the home would flood on a regular basis. Every spring, it would start to flood, and there was kind of a mildew smell down there. It was always a drafty house. It was cold, and, and there, was a, my, my, there was an old uh, uh, oil f- uh, furnace in the living room, and that heated the whole house. And I remember my Grandpa Wells uh, uh, you know, it's about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, right after Lawrence Welk was done. And some of you guys are old enough to know that. Many of you aren't. But as soon as Lawrence Welk was done, all of a sudden he'd walk over to that oil stove. It didn't matter if there was company there or not. All of a sudden he would just unbuckle his pants, drop his pants down to the floor. He'd be in his long johns. He'd start warming up his backside before he went to bed. And I have all those memories. All those memories of that house. And I had started seeing... Also, all the flaws of that house, the old oil stove that tried to heat the house and it couldn't keep up in the bedrooms. Some of the floors weren't perfectly straight. You could feel it when you were walking in the house. And I started talking to my mom about Grandma and Grandpa's house, and she said that she, they had bought that house soon after they had gotten married, and basically it was just a shack that had two rooms inside of it. It was just a wood shack. There was no siding on it, and she can't even remember if there was a roof on it. And Grandpa bought that house, and he started to remodel that house. He started putting additions onto that house. Mom remembers when she was a little girl, she would walk on wood planks from her bedroom over to the kitchen until they were connecting everything together. The house wasn't built in a day, it was built over time. And my grandpa and grandma, they lived in that house for the rest of their lives. And why didn't they ever move? I thought about that question. Why didn't they ever move? Why did they invest that money into that house that was basically just a big shack? I mean, in reality, they were going to never get the return on their investment. It was never going to happen. But the reason, I was thinking about it. Why did they build that house? And live in that house is because they loved that house. It was because they lived in the house. It was because they built the house. That house became their home. My grandparents have been long gone from that house, and that house is now only a shadow of what it used to be. There are no more trees standing on the property. I haven't seen it, but my mom said she saw it. And there's no more trees around it. There's no more bushes around it. It's just a house sitting in the middle of a field, now a chain link fence around it. And if it's basically, it's, it's a vacant home without life. But I was thinking about that home and all the things that I enjoyed about that house. And the thought came to me, the home was never really about the building. It was about the love that my grandparents put into the home. I'm going somewhere and follow with me in this thought process. Because it's a great reminder that God's love goes beyond our physical bodies. It's about the soul and the spirit that he has created in us. Some of you have pretty nice homes right now. They're very attractive. But over time, you'll discover that some of that paint on your home will start to peel. You'll find out that some of the pipes don't work like they used to. Some of the pipes now make funny noises. Some of the pipes don't flow as good as they used to. Some of the pipes maybe are even leaking a little bit. It happens. Even some of the shingles or tiles on the roof 
are starting to come loose. If you haven't figured out what I'm talking about, I hope you will pretty soon. You try to make the repairs, but it's never quite the same as when it was new. It's a great reminder that God is not so concerned about our physical bodies or about the outside of our house because we've all been created different. God's love for you is not about your physical body, but it's about, because that, catch this, your physical body is going to eventually fade away and there's nothing that you're going to be able to do to stop that. It's going to take place. But God's love for you is because he loves you. He loves the person who you are, the soul and the spirit that he created in you, that part of you that will live for all of eternity. His love for you goes way beyond the physical. He loves you. And the last reminder that I want to share with you today is this. You're not only created by God, you're not only loved by God, but you are chosen by God. As a follower of Jesus, you have been chosen by him. Listen to these powerful words that are written by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. Paul writes, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. This is what God wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. God chose you so that you could know his love and demonstrate his love to others. I love the last, vi- the last line in verse chapter, or in verse 6. And it gave him great pleasure. Have you thought about that? That you, as his created being, he created you. And it gives him great pleasure. He chose you. And by choosing you, he has found great pleasure in you. Kind of reminds me of some of you grandparents out there. You have more fun with the grandkids than the parents do with their own kids. You have chosen those grandkids over every... You have chosen those grandkids over your own kids. That's what makes your kids so upset. But you have found great pleasure in your grandkids. Well, guess what? God has found great pleasure in you. And I hope today you've discovered the reasons why you should take some time and make some investments into your life. Investments that will make a real difference in your life and in the lives around you. God has created you for a purpose and a plan and he loves you enough to give you meaning. Have you thought about that? He loves you enough to give you meaning. So let's make a difference. Over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about flipping your house, flipping who we are, making changes, making some, maybe some radical changes in our life. And during this quarantine time, man, things have been disrupted. Things have been changed in our lives. And we don't have sports. I'm watching old reruns from, you know, the 2000. And, and we don't have all the activities that we once enjoyed. But maybe this is the time this quarantine is going to bring one thing into focus. It's time to focus on our Heavenly Father and start allowing Him to make changes in us, to remodel who we are so that we can be more and more and more like Him. Let's not waste this opportunity. Let's take advantage of this opportunity. And I'm believing, man, know that I'm believing that we're going to gather again real soon. 
as a body of Christ in this building right here. We're going to worship together. I'm going to be able to share a message with everyone. We're going to be able to spend time at the altars together. We're going to love one another. We're going to be in the lobby together giving, maybe not yet, but pretty soon giving hugs to one another. Who knows what will take place. It's in God's hands. But I want you to know this. God loves you. He created you. And He has chosen you. Don't waste this opportunity. We love you here at South Coast Christian. Let me pray a blessing over you right now as we close. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. I pray, God, right now that your word has touched someone's heart. And for those who maybe don't know you, I pray that, Lord God, they would make a decision to follow you right now. It's as easy as just asking you to take control of their life. Lord God, it's as easy as just apologizing, repenting of the wrongs that we have done and saying no to those things and choosing to follow after you. So Lord, I pray some of those that are watching right now will make that decision. And for those who are following you, Lord, I pray, God, that we will look inward a little bit more and we'll start remodeling this, this body that you have given us. But more than this body, Lord God, we'll start remodeling those things that will live for eternity, our spirit and our soul, those things that really count, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness and your love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick, if you made a decision for Christ, will you just real on their chat box right there, just make that comment on there. I think there might be a place where you can make a, a, a click of I've decided for Christ but if there's not then just make the comment in the chat box and reach out to South Coast Christian we would love to be able to pray with you call us at the church or go onto our website there's a there's a place where you can leave a comment on our website and they'll email uh, email a reply to us and we'll give you a call this week and be able to pray with you we love you here at South Coast Christian Pastor Tom loves you and more importantly God loves you Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.